0: Free Thank you for your freedom, Father, it's for freedom you have set us free, and who the Son has set free. there's new life. Every time you breathe it in, everything you've ever needed starts to come into place. Oh, Jesus, you are the breath of heaven. Jesus, you're the sound of heaven. Breathe. Mm. We're just going to take a minute and we're going to play instrumentally. We're not even going to sing anything. We're going to get off the mics. We're just going to play We're going to let the Holy Spirit just move through our instruments. I want you to, in this atmosphere, you can feel it. You can feel the Holy Spirit. You can breathe that in. Say, Lord, what is it you want to say to me? We've been talking. We've been singing. What is it you need for me to do? What is it you got for me? Man, there may be a song that just springs up in your heart. It doesn't matter if it's one we sang or if it's one that's ever been written. The Lord says, sing a new song from your heart give it to him he may start to show you a vision he may show you a a strategy he may give you a word from someone he may give you a word for the congregation he may give you something that you never thought he would give you in this moment but seek him the point is give it to him focus all your attention every bit of it not here but right there up look at him look in he's in you so we're just gonna play
1: Say, Lord, just have your way. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Because there'll be a moment when you hit that time when that's it. There'll be a moment when you hit that time where you say, I can't do it anymore. And I don't want to do it anymore. And I don't want to deal with it anymore. And he's going to be standing there with his arms wide open. Just waiting to love on you, waiting to love on you. Last night when we were in praise in the park and he just put me to my knees and he said, I'm so happy. And I'm feeling it this morning. He's so happy. He's so thankful. Man. Mm. This is all he wants. This is all he wants. So Father, right now, come on, we lift our hands to you. Come on we lift our voices to you we love you father we love you we love you we love you come on tell them how much you love them come on we love you father you are so so good you are so wonderful thank you father father we're thanking you for things that you had not even done yet because we just have faith to believe that you'll do them so father thank you thank you thank you thank you oh we love you lord we love you lord have your way Have your way, have your way, have your way. Come on, touch this house right now. Touch every person in you. I see broken hearts healed. Come on, I see cracks being restored and strengthened. I see, come on, I just, mm. I see depression leaving. Man, I just see fear leaving. I just see fear leaving. And perfect love casts out all fear. So his perfect love will come in and saturate you, and there'll be no fear left, no fear to worry. Nothing will, you will not fear anything. Come on. No fear. Doesn't matter what the world says, doesn't matter what your school says, your job says, none of that matters. You don't have to fear anything when he's on your side. Father, we just surrender this to you. Have your way in this house. Have your way. We just love you, Lord. We love you, we love you, we love you, and we thank you. Father, we give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everybody said amen this morning. Come on, can we give him what a king deserves in the house? Can we tell him how much we We love you guys. Uh, man, let's, uh, let me see here. Uh, we're going to continue worshiping. We'll, we'll, we'll receive offering this morning. If, if God puts it on your heart to give this morning, come on. We do amazing things, not only here, but in the world, not even in the world, but in this country, and not only in the country, but in this state and in this city because you give. So I thank you for that. So we're going to receive offering this morning. We're going to release our kids this morning. So I want to pray over both of those right now. So, Father, we love you, Lord, and we thank you. We thank you for our children. We thank you for the next generation, Father. We just ask you to bless them this morning. Father, bless the teachers this morning. Just be with them, Father. Saturate them with your love, Father. Let them understand who they are in you. Father, we just ask you to touch them this morning, Father. Give them wisdom and knowledge. And, Father, we lift up this offering to you. We thank you for a heart to give. We thank you for a family that loves to give. And, Father, we just know you have big plans for what you want to do. So, Father, we surrender it to you. We ask you to bless this offering, bless this gift. Father, we just, we just lift you up this morning. That's part of our worship is to give to you. It's just part of our worship. So, Father, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said amen. Come on, guys. We'll, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back in about ten minutes.
2: i Way for you, knowing that you will draw near to me, cause I was made for you, I was made for you, I was made to be your presence. This is not my home, this is only temporary
1: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey, all I ever hear is people say, Pharaoh, let my people go. I'm letting you know. I'm standing up here. Y'all still talking. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) How's everybody doing? You guys excited to be here? Come on. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh, man, it's a pleasure to have you here. I mean, God's doing something in the house this morning. I'm telling you, man, it's powerful. Um, And it started last night, but man, he is is continuing to move in this place. And so thankful for that. If you are new here, if you're a first-time guest or ain't been here in a bit or... Maybe you've never filled out one. We want you to fill out our connect card for us. That's a digital thing you can do online, or you can actually print one or get one that's printed out and fill that out. We would love to know that you were here, so we can reach out to you. We can pray for you. We can talk with you. We can give you information about who we are, what we do, and why we do it. We can't do that if you don't fill that out. So uh, we're here for you. If you want to do all that on your own, you can download our app. You, there's the little code for the app. You can download that, or you can uh, go to our website, get all kinds of information about who we are, uh, but man, we would just love to talk to you and pray for you. That's what we'd like to do. It's okay, you guys have time. Come on in. You're good. I wait for my beautiful bride anyway. I don't know where she's going. I spilled her water. I'm sorry, baby. She getting a towel. All right, so we had... Uh, I want to talk about a couple things going on, a couple announcements this morning. I want to talk about kingdom classes. Look, y'all, um, this is good stuff. There's a lot of amazing teaching going on, uh, 9 o'clock in the morning, um, every single Sunday. But next Sunday, next Sunday, we know it's a holiday weekend, and we have a lot of other things going on. We have rally day and all kinds of stuff, so nothing, no, um, no kingdom class next week. But this week was awesome, man. We had This week, we had Jeff and Pam teaching. Come on. That was a good teaching, y'all. And that was called people immunity, people immunity. Um, and it was really, really good. Like I didn't want to leave. I almost, while I was in there, I felt the Holy Ghost say, they should just teach this morning and get up here. And then, then after worship, he said, no, I got this. <laughs> but that people immunity thing is really good. And uh, Pam, I just thank you for sharing. That's so good. Like that was special. I really like that. So thank you all for that. Uh, and everything you do. But I'm telling you, don't miss out on this. Nine o'clock every weekend, we've got the next big one's going to be on the 10th. Okay, that's Meet the Family. So this is where you get, if you haven't met us yet, if you haven't met the pastors yet, if you haven't met the staff, if you haven't met the elders and the trustees, we would love to, that's a chance for us to meet over there, sit down, just talk. You can ask questions, you can um, find out more about us. It's a great opportunity for you to just get to know the leadership here. It's really awesome. So uh, we look forward to having you for that. Uh, and that's going to be a great day, and then the the secret place after that on the 17th, and then September 24th is financial freedom, so there's all kinds of wonderful things coming up. You just show up at nine o'clock over in the annex, and you're going to get all this stuff. All right, we have our uh, fall semester small groups coming up. Uh, Training is today, so if you want to host a small group, um, be in here right after service today. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, Next week is rally day, so in other words, uh, whatever groups we have, they'll be in the excuse me, they'll be in the annex next week and they'll simply be there so you can see what's out there. Uh, get connected, do life with with you. This is a family and it's hard, to, it's hard to do family if you only see somebody once a week. So we get an opportunity now to come together, uh, open up homes and we just spend time together and do life together. Uh, and they will start uh, the following Monday. So we're excited about that. Look, if God put it on your heart about a small group, don't sit there and contemplate like I don't think I can do that. Your job is to actually just show up today after church and let him do what he wants to do. That's what that is. See, a lot of times we think we're not qualified or it won't be important or nobody will show up. And uh, I shared this before my wife and I when we first started coming to this church, uh, I don't know, 13, 12 years ago? I don't know, when did we move here? 13 years ago, we started, we started attending and we started a small group and we thought it was funny because my wife was a couponer because we loved couponing. Like, that's how we survived. We had a lot of kids. We needed money. We're like, hey, we're going we're gonna to coupon. And my wife's like, i love to do that, but I can't teach a small group, and nobody's going to show up for couponing. And I'm like, baby. I was like, let's do it. I said, I'll, I'm the talker. She didn't talk. She's like, I don't want to talk in front of people. I said, well, I'll talk in front of people, but I don't know anything about couponing. So she took me to a class so I could learn, um, we, we put the group out there, and we had, what, 40 people show up for the class, and we thought nobody was going to be interested. And 40 people showed up. I mean, and then we, we, we made T-shirts, and we were rolling around through. I was rolling through Publix, man. I'm like, come on, I'm a couponer. Get out of the way. I'm going to give me some free stuff. I was like, man, this is, but it was good. So that's just testimony that sometimes you think no one else is going to want to do anything, but that's not what it's about. The Lord has a different plan. So it doesn't matter how crazy you think, even if one person shows up. Even if one other person shows up and says, man, that's still something that God wants you to give them. It's not always going to be a crowd of people, uh, but it's really good. So if God puts something on your heart, show up today. We'll talk about it. And then uh, on the 10th, uh, we have, not only is it meet the family, but the 10th is also our picnic. So this is on a Sunday right after church over at the YMCA, the Bradford branch over here. Come on, you've got to show up. This is going to be fun. We have water baptisms over there. We're going to be over there that day. So if you want to get baptized, we'll be baptizing in the pool. So it's going to be awesome. it will be a great day to come over and go swimming. Anyway, baptisms in the pool. We're going to bring your favorite dish. We're also going to have a dessert contest. I'm making that up right now. So if you can make a good dessert, Dessert contest because we're not doing the, the, the grill off. There's no grill master this year because Ron Trahan keeps winning. So I just canceled the grill master thing. I won once. I got my little trophy. I'm good. I don't want to see him keep collecting trophies. It's not worth it. No, but we're not doing the grill master because of limited space. So we're over there and they only have so much space now. Um, so, but we can bring food. Bring your favorite dessert. There, there, will, there will be a dessert contest. Bring all the dessert you want. In fact, we can just eat dessert. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. And uh, if you play ball, you know, if if you're not a student and you play ball, you're on our team. If you are a student and you play ball, you can't bring any friends unless they already come to the church. You understand? Don't go out there and recruit people because you think you're going to do something. We already got our team built. We've been practicing for three months. Oh, yeah. We got jerseys and everything, baby. I know. We'll embarrass their friends. It don't matter. You guys don't have jerseys yet? Boy, you guys are really slow. <laughs> I'm telling you, we got this. So yeah, come out. we're going to play ball. We're going to, there's going to be volleyball, basketball, swimming, fun, all kinds of stuff. Right after church on the 10th, uh, there'll be tons of food. So we look forward to just, look, it's just a day of family. That's what it is. You get to meet the family, then you get to go hang out with the family. So um, we can't beat that. What a wonderful time. And I promise you we'll get out of here quick. If y'all come, you gotta show up over there. Like, I can't let you out here early. It's like letting people out of school so they can go do some kind of function. And then they don't show up. You're like, it don't work that way. I'll let you out early if you guys show up for the, for the stuff. But, yeah, I'm excited. I think that's all the announcements I have. So, Father, we love you, Lord. I thank you. I thank you for today. I thank you just for what you're doing in our family and through us. And, Father, we just ask you to touch my lips today, touch my heart. Father, let it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Man, we have been in this uh, uh, series on shine. We've been doing this for a long time now. This is like our 11th week on shine. And what this is all about is, as you can see in the picture, you're standing out amongst other people. We're gonna, we're, we are supposed to shine every place we go. We are supposed to resemble Jesus in everything we do. We shouldn't blend in with the crowd. We're not, we were not built to blend into the crowd. We are actually built to look different, act different, and act like him. So, and some of you are like, yeah, we, we saw that this morning. Absolutely, you did. Come on. This is, we've been praying in worshipers. We just got back from, uh, um, we did our praise in the park last night. And I tell you, man, it was phenomenal last night. And some of you were like, but it stormed, but it didn't. Like, I left my house. It was 101 degrees. We showed up at the church, packing everything up. And we're ready. We're like, it's going to be. Look, man, I did a, all kinds of time in the desert. That, the temperature does not bother me. Don't ever expect me to cancel something because of heat. <laughs> kind of used to the temperature. But what I'm saying is we showed up and we're looking. I, I pointed it out to Kevin. I said, hey, man, look. I said, there's a flag. And the flag that was right there, the wind was blowing right to us. And I looked at the, I looked at the. The radar and all the weather was coming through Prattville. And if you didn't know that, a lot of things shut down in Prattville yesterday because that storm went right through, took out Walmart, took down all kinds of stuff. And we're sitting there watching it, and I'm watching the flag blow towards us, and I'm watching all the clouds go the other way. And I told Kevin, I said, there's one difference here, man. I said, okay, the flag is just an indication of what you think you see. That's fear. I said, that's a visual thing of what we see all the time, and that's fearful. And I'm like, I'm looking at the flag, and it causes fear, because people are like, the wind's blowing at us, the storm's coming this way. But I said, God's working in the background. I said, we've already prayed about this, and all that stuff just went away. And then the cold weather came in. It was great. I felt like it was the middle of fall yesterday. The wind was blowing. It couldn't have been but 95. I mean, it was, it was phenomenal out. Um, It was just really good, Uh, but I I did. We enjoyed it, and and just God moved in a mighty way. Um, Got to meet my new friend, Billy. Love you, brother. Come on, man. He's a worshiper, y'all. He's a worshiper. I'm telling you, man. He was down there worshiping. I was like, come on. I did not even know who this guy is. Uh, I got to find Jeff a friend, so he'll leave me alone. I know Jeff can take it. That's why if you were in the class this morning, you can say anything you want to Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good class, brother. I was already talking about your class. So thank you so much. And that, so we did that. We were shining down in the park, y'all. Things were changing. Atmosphere was changing. We had five different churches worshiping on the stage at the same time. We had just people showing up different churches from everywhere. I'm telling you, it was really good. Uh, And I'm so thankful for you all. So let's give it up for the team that makes all that happen, because you can't do this without a family that's willing to work. That's a lot of putting together, setting up, tearing down, setting up, tearing down, figuring it out. I mean, it's just a lot of work. And and I'm very thankful for our family, for people that get behind a vision and say, we're just willing to do whatever it takes. So thank you all so much for that. That wasn't it. We also had the food pantry that week. So we were down there Thursday uh, and we had a double load come in. We had over 300 families, I guess. So, was that right, Mike? About 300 families, is that what they said? Yeah, and we were out there for hours. I mean, it was hot, but man, we were pray. We prayed over every car. We got to lay hands on people, and then the truck was late, so we had extra time. And man, it was just phenomenal. We just watched lives be changed, and we're, we're blessing people with food, and we're just praying over people and loving on people. And man, you can't, I'm telling you, this is what it's about. That's what shines all about. Okay? We don't have to fall into what the world thinks is, is the way it's supposed to be. We don't have to be affected by our situations. We don't have to be affected by what's going on in the world. We can literally wake up and say, thank you, Jesus, and get out there and look like him, talk like him, walk like him, and love like him. Yeah. Nothing else has to bother us. Right. And as you do that, that opens up, man. Something opens up in your heart, in your life, and things change for you personally. So sometimes you've got to just walk through those things. You know, we said that before. You just don't stop in the valley. You keep going through. That's why it says, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't stop in the middle. You keep moving through. And how you do that is you shine. You get out there and just remember how much Jesus has done for you. So we had a really good time. And we had a. You can answer that if you want. It's probably Jesus calling me. I didn't answer mine, I turned mine on silent. So. <laughs> For everybody watching online, that's normal like we that's our family here. We can we can pick on you. It's good. I tell you what she'll never leave that on again. <laughs> oh man, you guys gotta forgive me these nights are long for me. <laughs> so yesterday was a long day I didn't get a lot of sleep and woke up this morning and I've been at it since three in the morning and I'm just like my, my mouth is gonna there's no filter anymore. I think I lost it on the way. So hang in there. Um, uh, I'll share with you this, though. What God reminded me last night while we were at the park, and he just wrecked me, and he just started saying, I gave you authority. He goes, you have authority. You have the authority to change this. You have authority to change the atmosphere, to change what's happening, to change the way people think. You have the authority to bring unity and, and to get rid of hate and get rid of all these things. He goes, I gave you the authority. He goes, actually, I gave it to a lot of people. He goes, I gave that authority to a lot of people. They're just not here. And he just kept showing me, man. He goes, thanks. Like, you actually showed up. And we showed up as a family. And we said, if you're going to give us the authority, we have to walk in obedience. We actually have to do what he says to get that authority. And that's, man, he was just wrecking me last night because I was like, come on. Like, he was just showing us everything about taking this ground back and you know, it's like the enemy thinks he took it, but he didn't because he can't win. If you haven't figured that out yet, the, the kingdom doesn't lose. That's right. read, read the end of the book. We win. So we got to quit walking around like we're defeated when we know we already win. Right? Like, you got to understand that. No matter how bad it gets, we win. So just hang it out, man. Come on, let's go and just go at it. Man, don't walk away from this stuff. Just believe. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm at. I love this. Now we're in Millbrook. All right, thank you. That helps me. I do have scripture. I want to throw some scripture up there because I really believe that as we shine, one thing I've, uh, I believe everything we have talks about shining in this. Last week we talked about planting. So we talked about seeds. We said everything we give out in life, there's going to be a seed. It's either going to be a good seed or a bad seed. What are you planting? Right? We can go out and plant a good seed somewhere. You might not see the results of that, but you are going to plant something good. Or you're going to plant something bad. So how you treat people, how you talk to people, that's a seed. It could be a bad seed. And guess what? You're, what you're planting will be watered and that will grow. Right? So last week was all about planting seeds. This week it's all about authority. It is hard to shine when you don't understand the authority you actually have to shine. Because I believe a lot of people don't understand that. And if they do understand it, they're just, not, they're just choosing not to walk in it. That's all it is. You're just choosing not to walk in the authority God gave you. And what do I mean by that? Let's go all the way back. Let's go to Genesis. I'm going to go to Genesis 1, 26 through 27. I'm going to read out of the New King James. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to it. If not, it'll be on the screen. Where's your Bible? Weston serious? He's a leader in the youth ministry. <laughs> all of you. All of you. Up downs. No. <laughs> all right, let's pick it up. Genesis. Genesis 1:26. says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every." Uh, creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. We were created to have dominion, authority over everything on this earth, including the enemy. See, a lot of times we back up from that. We go, yeah, but it's, you know, Satan, it's the devil. It's, we have authority over him. Right? But unfortunately, we give that up way too easy. Like, that's the number one thing we hand over to him when things get bad. We say, oh, there you go. You got it now. And you let him run you over. But we have authority. It was given to us. Uh, in such a way, you got to remember, as you walk in authority, he gives you more territory. Right? So as you continue to walk out the authority, he goes, guess what? Now I can trust you with everything. Now I can give you more. You're seeing it. We're seeing it. Every time we go down into Millbrook, into the park, into the schools, right? First it started in the park, and then they opened up the schools, right? So we went into the schools, right? Now they're opening up what? The prisons. So now we'll be going into the prisons. It doesn't matter. If you you are obedient to what he says, and you understand the authority you have, you can go in, and he will break every chain. He will do what he wants to do, but he, he has to do it through us. He's not going to do it on us. He needs us. He put us here. He created us to be in his likeness, his image, to go do what he wants us to do. And every time you say no, you're telling him, I don't want to do it. You're going, it's more about me than it is about you. That's what we're saying. Every time we say we don't want to do something, he says, okay, have your way. <laughs> when it's supposed to be, us telling him that you have your way. But he'll hand that over. He'll say, go ahead. You don't want to do it. Don't do it. I'll find somebody. He goes, because I win. You can either be on a winning team or not, but I win. He's like, so you want to be part of that? Like, come alongside. Let's do this. So we have that authority. Problem is with authority, it comes with a cost. With obedience comes with a cost. We got to lay ourselves aside. We got to lay everything about us aside. We can't put our interests first. We got to say, you know what, Lord? I trust you enough to lay everything I want aside. And the cool part is, is when you do that, you think we're in lack, but we're not. Because he just comes right alongside and says, I'll take care of all the stuff you wanted in the first place. And if not, I'll change your mind so much you won't remember it. I believe that happens because I used to be all about me. I used to be always, always about what I could want, what I wanted to do, all that stuff. He didn't give me all that stuff. He just changed the way I thought about it. It's what the Bible says, repent, change the way you think. Come on. He'll help you change the way you think about everything. And all of a sudden, it's not an issue anymore. So your authority that we have, he gives it to us. I already told you he created us that way. But authority comes through identity. Man, I love this how, you know, I didn't even talk to Jeff this morning. And he goes in and starts talking about identity. And every time I do this, man, our kingdom classes line right up with what the Lord's putting on my heart. Authority comes through identity. It's who you are. It's you believing who you are. It's you believing how loved you are. It's you, like, that's what I'm saying. We said it in in worship. Perfect love casts out fear. So, the fear of doing anything, the fear of not being able to do stuff, the fear of what's going to happen to me if somebody finds out about this or that or whatever, that fear will stop you from doing what God wants you to do. But His perfect love will cast out all fear. You understand? We're not supposed to be fearful. And if we actually walk in his perfect love and understand how loved we are, we understand the identity that's been given to us, a beloved identity, then you will understand that, man, he is just there. That will break off every chain. Fear can't live where that is at. Come on. And Jeff reminded me of a verse this morning. So uh, it's actually in Ephesians 3. I think you quoted Ephesians 4. But just because you're wrong, it's okay. Because you probably did that because you don't care. People immunity. I don't care what pastor thinks, (laughs) (laughs) but it was a good quote. So I actually said, I got to talk about that. So Ephesians three says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts. As you trust in him, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong and may you have the power to understand as all God's people should how wide how long how high and how deep his love really is. See, we're supposed to be so rooted and grounded in his love that man that's all we think about. And the enemy can't touch that. See, the enemy can't touch that cuz everything every bit of fear that comes out is about how you believe in what the world tells you about you and what other people tell you about you. And they can't. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. Man, his love is the only thing that matters. And if you understand that, everything else just falls in line. Mm. So are you believing the lies of the enemy that, that, that's been spoken over your life by other people, or are you believing the truth that he has spoken over you? Man, that's huge. Who are you listening to? Mm. Here's the thing. If what you've been told by somebody else doesn't align with the word of God, it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Period. So he didn't tell you that you're a, you're his son or his daughter. You're a a prince or a princess that he, if anybody tells you anything different than that, it's a lie. It's a lie. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you're doing. He says, I love you. You're still my son. You're still my daughter. Get it through your thick skull. (laughs) He said, just get it. Quit fighting it. We fight that more than anything. We want to listen to all our friends and people around us and what, what the world says about us, and that is not true. Man, so how do you know you're actually living in a false identity then? Because if you're like, well, I don't know. I'm kind of in and out. Like, I, I, I don't think that's it. Are you insecure? If you're insecure, you're living in a false identity. That's real. Because he's all the security we need. He's all the confidence we need. He is everything we need comes from him. Are you looking for, for love from other people? Are you getting filled up with love by your spouse, a boyfriend, a girlfriend? Um, maybe something like that. I don't know. Maybe your children. That's deep because people go, but there are my, I don't care. Right, right. I care. Okay, I got to quit saying that. <laughs> I care about you. But the point is, is that your kids are your kids your identity's not through the love of your kids, it's through him. Yeah. And if your identity's coming through the love of your kids, then you're dealing with an identity issue. Right. Amen. Hmm. How about your comfort and your security? Where's that come from? <laughs> Does it come from your job title? Does it come from your finances? Your position? Where's it come from? Because some of you are like, well, I'm only really good when I got a lot of money in the bank. Then you're on false identity. I'm only good when I got the right job. Well, false identity. We should be walking completely in wholeness through him, through what he said about us and what he says about us and what he's done in us and through us. Material possessions, maybe you're like, well, I'll feel better when I have a bigger house or a better car. None of that matters. None of that matters. Most of that's for other people anyway, right, Jeff? It was a great word this morning. I almost wanted you to preach. Man. So, anything outside the Word of God is a false identity, if that's what you're listening to, if that's what you're, you're aligning with. So, we have authority and identity through Him, but through Christ. So, we actually don't have the power, right? That's Him. Right. He is all the power we need, right? So he operates through us, but he'll only do that if you actually understand the authority. Um, let's see. I guess Jesus did this. This is what I love. I just want to go to this, then I'll come back to that because I got something that'll probably tie into that. Let's go to Mark 1, 21 through 28 want to talk about Jesus. This is in Mark. It's the first time you see like a big miracle happen um, where he, he casts out a demon and stuff, but we'll go Mark 1, 21 through 28 it says, Jesus and his companions went to the town of Capernaum with the, when the Sabbath day came, he went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching for he taught with real authority, quite unlike the teachers of religious law. Man, when I read that, that thing just started spinning up in my heart. I was like, he taught with real authority. I'll just finish reading, then we'll go back. Suddenly, a man in the synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit cried out, Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus reprimanded him. Be quiet. Come out of the man, he ordered. At that, the evil spirit screamed, threw the man into a convulsion, and then came out of him. Amazement gripped the audience, and they began to discuss what had happened. What sort of new teaching is this? They asked exactly. It has such authority. Even evil spirits obey his orders. The news about Jesus spread quickly throughout the entire region of Galilee. It has such authority. They said he taught with authority. He was teaching the same stuff. Not really. I guess he was. But see, they were teaching something that they were taught. He was teaching something that he lived. That's different. He was teaching a love that was embedded inside of him. He was made that way. It was through relationship. It was through an understanding of who God really is. And he was teaching out of that. Everybody else was teaching what they learned. It was all about how much can I study? How much can I know? And that's why when they were teaching it, there was no authority in it. Because they didn't have the relationship to go with it. They had knowledge, no relationship. That's why when he shows up, they're like, man, this is good, like. That's powerful. There's authority in that. And this authority comes through relationship. Authority comes through him. So that word amazing, when, when I was talking about that in the front where it says, um, uh, let's see, amazing or uh, has authority. See that same word? It's um, ekplasio, which means awestruck or filled with amazement. Uh, astonished, panic-stricken, something that takes your breath away like being hit with a blow, to be shocked, expelled, or to drive out. His words were like thunderbolts to the heart. And that came strictly from who he was. Through identity, he knew who he was. So we could have that same authority when we speak if we're actually tied into a deep relationship like we're supposed to be and understand who we are with an identity of a beloved son or daughter. When we speak, authority will come through that and things have to listen. Why? Because I already told you, we were made in his likeness and his image. We have dominion over the earth. Why do we back down from things then? We just got to speak life over it and believe it. Hmm. See, the scribes, that's who used to teach in the synagogues. The scribes, man, they had it going on, man. They were like, they had knowledge out the ears. They knew every little bit of the word. They knew everything about it. They were honored, like they had the seats up front, and they were treated like they knew everything. But their words had zero authority. I love it. You know, anybody watch The, um, the Chosen? Yes. <laughs> If you've never watched The Chosen, I'll spoil the first part for you because I love it when you see Nicodemus go in to try to cast out an evil spirit and the lady's like, who are you? <laughs> like, and he's like one of the biggest, like, he's, he's like the, the godfather of all the Pharisees, right? And he goes in to cast out a demon. And they're like, nah, <laughs> you have nothing. And they're like, huh? Like, like, what is going on? Didn't have the relationship he needed. Uh Here's the other thing, that guy that screamed out in the synagogue, people say he was a false prophet. That's, 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 you read up on that because he was very comfortable being around all the scribes. He was very comfortable being in the synagogue, hanging out with the people that were just teaching law with zero relationship and zero authority. He didn't cry out until Jesus walked in the room. I'm telling you, there's some seriousness in this. That's the true relationship versus the law. Come on. So what's authority? That's the biggest thing. Because we tell people all the time, walk in authority. Submit to God. You're like, what's that mean? Well, know his voice. When he tells you to do something, do it. (laughs) Submit to him. Like, surrender to him. It's all about him. So it's understanding all that stuff. So authority, and then you walk with authority. When we say walk with authority, it means just that. Understand who you are and walk around understanding the situations that can change just by the, you speaking it. Yes. There's a belief in that. There really, there's a lot of people that tell you, I understand I have authority, but do nothing about it. There's a lot of people like that. There's a lot of people that show up to church on Sunday and say, I'm a Christian, but I don't understand authority. I'm just willing to deal with whatever happens to me and just cry out that it's the enemy and he's just coming at me. When we have the right to speak authority over that and change the atmosphere where we go. Mm. So authority, it's the ability or right or power to do something. So authority is not the power, but it's the ability to um, enforce that. Let's put it that way. It's kind of like a police officer. Like a police officer is not the power. They represent the law. The law is the power. Police officer has the authority to enforce stuff. And just like us, he has an option or she has an option. They have an option to enforce it or not. Because right. I've been speeding before <laughs> and, and not gotten a ticket. I know. I'm the pastor. I still have a gas pedal. And I still have a Hemi. And I still like to see how fast things go. But here's the thing. Just like a cop, just like law enforcement, they have a right to enforce it or not. we do too. Right? We have authority. And we get to choose whether we use it or not. And a lot of times the stuff you complain about is just you not taking the authority in the situation to make a difference in what's going on in your life. You chose to step aside. You chose to say, enemy, you got me today. Just do whatever you want to do. That's why it's important we wake up, get saturated in the morning, and walk out of our house going, guess what? Today's my day. I don't care what happens to me. You're not going to change the way I think, the way I talk, nothing. I don't care what it is. But that's the t- internal thing. you got to make a decision. Once you understand who you are, it's hard. Look, you, That would be like Rocky wearing a belt, walking around going, I suck. (laughs) Come on, Mr. T, come beat me up. I give up. And for anybody that's not old enough to know who Rocky is, I'm sorry. (laughs) But that's what it's like. Like, we have a belt. We're the champs, man. We're walking around. God gave it to us. It was a gift. We didn't have to earn it. And we walk out like we are just, like, defeated. We're like, man, I don't know. I lose every battle I'm in. No. Man, we need to walk out of our house fired up, ready to go. So authority is not the power. The power is God. We just have the authority to activate the power of God. He'll work through us if we allow him to work through us. He can't do it without us. He probably could. He'll find somebody. But that's why he created us on earth. Right? And that's what creates and provides an opportunity for his people to have to be in his presence, to have joy, to have peace, to have all those things is through the authority that we bring. I'm telling you, like last night at the park, there's a lot of joy, peace, and presence because the authority that took over the ground in that park. And what's cool is that I picked on Ken because Ken didn't come. Not to call you out. I didn't need a stunt double last night, Ken. Don't worry about it. We're good. But Ken's like, Ken lives right down the road. He could have walked there. Not, not that, I mean, I'm not saying just because his car didn't work or something. He could have really probably got there if he wanted to. <laughs> but you know what he told me? He goes, dude, I was sitting in my house and I could hear it. Yo, come on. We talked about it last night. We talked about it last night. We said, guys, you don't know where the sound of this is going. And he probably lives, what, a mile away? Maybe a mile away from the park. And he said he could hear it at his house. Come on, y'all. That is infiltrating the atmosphere. That is an airstrike. That's all we're trying to do when we do those things. Trying to get out there and let the world know things are about to change. Y'all better get ready. Amen. We're not dealing with it anymore. Hmm. So, yeah, your authority has got to come from a heart knowledge, not a head knowledge. You understand? doesn't matter how much you know in your head if you don't believe it in your heart. But I can believe it in my heart and I know it in my head and still walk in authority. It's so good. I mean you've been taught the wrong way, probably. you didn't have authority unless you understood every script. It doesn't work that way. It's all belief. Come on. So John 12 49 through50. this is just Jesus talking John 12 49 through50 it says, I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know his commands lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. Come on. That's how it is with us. How do you walk in authority? There you go. I'm not saying what I want to say. I'm going to say what the Father wants me to say. I'm going to do what the Father wants me to do. And sometimes that's going to look weird. Sometimes people aren't going to understand. But that's okay. That's the cool part about it. That's how you know it's God. It doesn't always line up with like everybody else. But yeah, we do. We do what he says. It's like being ambassadors. I've talked about it. We did a whole, I I don't know if we did a series or I did, I don't know, a sermon on ambassadors. But it's the same thing. When you're in another country and you're a U.S. ambassador to that country, guess what happens? You have the authority of the United States of America. You obviously don't have the power. You have the authority to reach out, make a phone call, and have things happen if you need it. But whenever you walk, you have the authority as as the United States of America, as a representative of that. Same thing in the kingdom. Everywhere we go, we are ambassadors to him. And when people want to know, well, what's God like? What's Jesus like? They should be able to look at you and go, I see what he's like. And if he's like you, man, I want some of that. We shouldn't be going, well, don't look at me. (laughs) Do as I say, not as I do. That's a horrible thing to tell your kids. If you tell your kids, do as I say, not as I do, you're wrong. You're a bad parent. (laughs) I love you, Lord. (laughs) Ah. And he still loves you. (laughs) But yes, so it's like ambassadors. All right, it's all about representing him. So, for us to shine, we have to actually understand that. We have to believe the authority he's given us, and we have to walk around with the confidence and the knowing, understand who we are in identity to do what he says, that we are beloved, that, that we're it. We have to submit to him and God's authority. Man, do that through relationship, trust, faith. But it is a choice. You have a choice to do it or not. And we've got to be very aware of that. We got to stand strong on our choices. What kind of authority is there? There's all kinds of authority, y'all. And you can do it plays out. It's just not like represent Jesus' authority. It is, but it's not. There's kingdom authority. That's out there. The kingdom is a government. It is, there's, there, there's authority in that, right? And we have authority in the kingdom. That's pretty cool. He gave us that. But you also have authority. We have a governmental authority. And some people don't like that. We have a government. And they have Authority. But we also have a right that if it doesn't follow with the, with the book, then we can stand up against it. But up to that point, we've got to follow along. Bible says that everybody in, in, that, in that position has been appointed. So we've got to walk in that. So we have government. We have family authority. Come on. A lot of people don't like this one. If you're a man and you're married and you have a family, you have authority in your home. You have authority in your house doesn't mean that you have a right to just say whatever you want to say and do whatever you want to do. God will hold you accountable. <laughs> you don't like that one. You will be held accountable for the authority that God has given you. So in your home, if you are not in authority as a man in your home, you're going to be held accountable for that. <laughs> so if your kids aren't being taught, if you're not in the Word, if you're, you're going to be held accountable. <laughs> I'm... Oh, it gets deep. And guess what? If there's not a man in your home and you're a single mom, guess what? You're going to be held accountable. It's your job. See, nobody likes the family one. There's church authority. That's why in our church, we, you know, I'm in a position of authority. The elders are in a position of authority. I'm an elder too, so I guess that ties us all in. Brother Bo, we are all going to be held accountable. So there's authority everywhere. In your school. There's authority in your school. Your teachers have authority over you. So you must do what your teachers tell you to do. Hmm. Nobody likes that either. <laughs> you work on a job. On a job site. Your boss has authority over you. You have to do what your boss tells you to do. It's called following authorities. If it lines up and if everything's good, you have to do those things. You have a choice, just like everything else. You can walk away from any of those things. But if you're in them and you're all in with them, then you need to walk and follow the authority of those put there. And this has always been an issue. Since the beginning of time, authority has been an issue. Power struggle has been an issue. That's why it is in your family. That's why your kids act up. It's embedded into them. Authority issues. Why? Adam and Eve. Go all the way back. Authority issues. All right, so we got to take that back. We can come against that. Satan and God. I'm not going to get into the theology behind that. (laughs) There's a power struggle. Somebody thought he could do it better. (laughs) All right? All that stems from the same thing. It's authority and it's a power struggle. That's why we need to come into alignment and do what we're supposed to do and trust those we're supposed to trust. So that's the problem. It's not that we don't have authority. It's just that we don't operate in it. So you got to do something in your life to change that. And that's through relationship. So if you're having a struggle with authority, if you're not taking authority and when you should take authority, then you need to find yourself closer with the Lord. Spend more time with him. And I'm not saying you got to memorize the Bible. I'm saying you need to, man, you need to know his voice. You need to spend time with him. You need to worship him. You need to pray a little bit. You need to be in his presence. He needs to know you. And actually he knows you, but you need to know that he knows you. That's kind of more important because he's like, I know you. You just don't know me. Okay, so if you're struggling in that area, that's what you have to do. Let's see. I've got a biblical definition of the word authority. is understood and used to describe the power or ability to do something given by, conferred upon, or derived from a higher authority. It is the warrant, right, power, or ability to do something. And really, if you tie it into the authority we were given, it actually ties right into the Holy Spirit. That's where our power comes from. That's why it's so important we understand the Holy Ghost. Go to Luke 24:49. Luke 24:49. Once again, Jesus speaking, and he says, "And now I will send the Holy Spirit." Just as my father promised, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Says the Holy Spirit will fill you with power from heaven. You could have all the power in you, but walk with no authority and not do anything with it. Because that's where we're sitting. You know, we're sitting in that all the time. It's in us. We have the authority. We just don't use it. I'll throw more scripture at you. Go to Acts 1. 6 through 8. Acts 1, 6 through 8. says, So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, through Judea in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. He said you will receive power, the authority of telling you when that belongs to my Father, not me. That's why I don't listen to anybody when they say, end times are here. You don't know that. The Bible says you won't know. Don't tell me you think it is. What it tells me is that you're scared over what's happening, so there's fear built up. Right? And you don't want to operate in the authority you have to declare that the storm must leave. Right? right? So you're going to live in the fear of that and go, out. Ah, end times. <laughs> it's over with. I see it. The Bible says you won't know. So don't go around telling people you know. You're coming against the word. There's no way to know. It says you won't know. I'm just reading the Bible. Acts 4, 31. They're there praying with a bunch of people. It says, after this prayer, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they preached the word of God with boldness and authority, the same way Jesus did, and that's where it all started. Jesus comes in, synagogue, preaches with authority, and they're all like, what's going on? Because things are changing, so we have to walk in the boldness and the authority given to us to where we can speak the word of God, and things can change, and we have to believe that in our hearts, right, if we want to see that stuff actually happen. Mm. So that's how his power is manifested. It's through the Holy Spirit in us and through us right everybody get that we're good on the on all that and this is kind of how it works is I heard this yesterday somebody was somebody talking to me about a capacitor yesterday was somebody in here I think, we were at the park and somebody was talking about air we were talking about air conditioning capacitors and I was like, yeah. Well, you know what a capacitor does? It stores up power, and at the right time, it releases it. Well, the the, the the power that's in us, the what he's given us is like a capacitor. It's stored up in us. And it's just going to say stored up unless you use it. Like, it's just there. It's waiting for you to activate it. It's waiting for you to use it. It's waiting for you to understand the authority you have to actually use the power that he put inside of you, right? So you have this Holy Ghost capacitor, <laughs> Probably sell a bunch of those. <laughs> Write that one down, baby. Holy ghost capacitors. Um, um, but that's how it works. I mean, that's how you start you know, like your. Uh, well, let's talk about air conditioning. It has nothing to do with. But if you don't know, that's how it works. The capacitor gives you a shot of energy really quick that helps generate something. Like your, your air conditioner is so powerful that it doesn't. You just can't turn a switch and have the power turn it. It's got to get a pop. And that's what happens in us. We get filled up with all this power. And then when we need it, it's just a boom. And that's why the enemy can't stand against it because it just hits him so hard. He's like, oh man, you figured it out. Yeah. And then he's going to do everything he can to come against you once you figure it out because he doesn't want you to use it again. That's why it's so important that we don't store up a whole bunch of energy and not use it, yes. right? Yes. There's, no, there, there's nothing good about just storing it up. Right. Good part about a capacitor, it fills up and fires. It fills up and fires and fills up and fires and fills up and fires. That's how we should be. Fill up fire. Fill up fire. Fill up fire. So you got to fill up. And if you're only filling up on Sunday, chances are you're firing that on Sunday night. And you're waiting till next Sunday to fill up again. Yeah, so you need to be filling up every day. Being prepared every day. Being the word every day. Spending time with him every day. Mm. So as children of God, that's what we're called to do. There's a walk in authority. And you can't shine without knowing that, without tapping into that, without walking like that. That's the point of shining. That's the point of going out in the community. You know, we're not going to be able to walk into the prisons if we're not charged up. They will eat you up. You're going into a place that is the enemy lives and thrives. So you can't, you can't go in there shining if you go in with, with an empty capacitor, <laughs> right? So it's going to take a bunch to do that. That's why only certain people are going to be able to go. You just don't take anybody into that, right? You got to be ready, willing, charged up, ready to go. Mm. So what authority has God given you that you're not using? There's a deep thought question. What has he asked you to do that you said no because you just thought it was going to be too hard? All right? Well, What are you not doing that he's asking you to do? What's stopping you from using the authority he's given you? And a lot of you, and it's not a lot of you, it's really us, but it's everybody. You know the biggest thing that stops you from using the authority is fear of what people think. Because right. yes. yeah, right. you're in an atmosphere like this. When we're in here and things are happening, we don't mind laying hands on people and praying over people going, come on, man, Jesus, kick out the demon, let's go. And we're all good with that. You go to Walmart and you see somebody walk up to you and God says, come on, lay your hands on them and pray over them right now. People do this. Then you're like, hey, ma'am, I want to pray for you. Can we go over where no one's going to hear? I don't want anybody to see what I'm about to do because then people are going to say something about me. People immunity, read up on it. Phenomenal. I came up with this idea. (laughs) Hmm. So if you're not using the authority, chances are it's either because of unbelief. You just don't believe you have it. And if you believe in him, you need to believe in the authority he's given you. You can't have it both ways. Say, well, I believe in him, but I don't think all that's true. If you're going to believe in something in the Bible, you've got to believe the whole Bible. And what are you passing up? You're, you're, you're passing up opportunities to change people's lives by walking in obedience and doing what he asks us to do. So it's either unbelief, lack of faith. I don't know what it is that's stopping you from walking in the authority he's given you other than fear of man. Hmm. If not, it could be sin in your life. You could be struggling with something, and because of that sin, that sin is the one thing that tells you that God doesn't love you. That's how the enemy works. You do something, you sin, the enemy tells you he can't love you through that, and all of a sudden you go in a whirlwind, you start going off the track. That's what happens. That's why understanding your beloved is so important. Hmm. Because that's not what he thinks of you. You can't change the way he thinks about you. And it's hard for people to hear that. Because he doesn't hate you. He hates the sin in you. You understand? That's different. He loves you. He wants you to stop. And if you actually believe how much he loves you, you'll stop. It's just an awesome, like, theory of how that works. And it's, a, it's this equation that works so good. Understand how much he loves you, even when you're having your worst day ever. And if you do that pretty soon, those worst day evers just kind of disappear because his love overwhelms you. And what you understand is being in his presence, being in his love is so much more powerful than anything else that you take, that you ingest, that you drink, that you do, that you think, man, his love inside of you is so much more powerful than that and feels so much more better, more better. It's more better. No filter. Hmm. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, Lord, speak to me. Let me recover from this. Here's my thing. I just, the whole point today is it kind of activated again in my heart yesterday when we were down there, and I just. Man, I kept seeing people come out from the woodwork and they're just worshiping. And, and, and when you look at the percentage of the people that showed up to how many people actually live there, it was, that's kind of like, you're like, ah. Especially with the size of this family and how many people show up. I go, ah, when I know the authority we walk in. I know the difference it's making when we show up and do these things um, and putting him on display to the world. So that hit me yesterday and he was just like, man, this authority, you just need to let people know how much authority they have and get bold. I guess that's my biggest thing for you is be bold, understanding who you actually are and what he wants to do in you and through you. And man, things will start changing in your life and things will change in everybody that's around you. Hmm. All right. Maybe that's what I wanted to tell you. Let's all stand on our feet. Come play something. Make me dance and shout. <laughs> uh, you know, I just don't know. I, I, you know, I mentioned all kinds of things that could be going on in your life that stops you from operating in the authority God gave you. And there's probably other things I didn't mention that you know personally about what's stopping you from doing what He's asking you to do. Man, you got to figure that out. And you're not supposed to keep it in. You're just just talk to somebody about it. Like we you're here's the cool part. What I love about this place, this is the point of I like gathering like this corporate gatherings. It's cuz you're in a safe place. You're in a place where you can come and talk to one of our prayer partners, you can talk to me, you can talk to anybody you want. And man, we don't we're not judging what's going on. We're simply saying you need to tell get it off your chest. Because man, when you talk about something that you're struggling with, even if it's lack of faith or unbelief, whatever that is, go tell somebody and let us walk you through that. And if you're dealing with something, if there's something inside of you that's stopping you from believing that, come tell somebody and let us pray for you. So we have our prayer partners. They're going to be, man, let's, let's put them back at the crosses because I love the cross. We know, we know, I love you, brother. We know We know the power of the cross, so we're going to put our prayer partners back at the cross so our prayer partners can go there. I don't want you to walk around or even walk out here. We said it during worship. You can't, you can't come in with some stuff, us talk about this today. You feel something inside of you and go, I need to change and then walk out. (laughs) Leave it here. Let somebody pray over you while you're here, right? Then you can walk out free. Then you can walk out and boldness. Then you can walk out saying, you know what? Life's about to change. My situation's about to change. The enemy no longer has a way in me. The enemy can't do anything inside of me. He doesn't control anything in me because guess what? I've been given the authority, right? I, I, I now have dominion over everything on earth. And if the enemy's messing with you, take dominion over it. <laughs> Declare freedom in your life. Man. So we're going to have our prayer partners over at the crosses. Look, wait. I don't, if you're like, well, I, 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 there's a long line. That's fine. Wait. <laughs> don't walk out and say, I'll come back next week. Nope. <laughs> Sit here. Wait for somebody to pray over you. Wait, wait for that opportunity. Seek somebody out. And for some of you, that authority that, that needs to come, that's going to come through your relationship with him. And if you don't have a relationship with them, today's the day. <laughs> if you hadn't seen the power and the authority operating in this house and, and praise in the park, even in the food pan, if you haven't seen what's going on enough to believe that that's something you want, something's wrong and we want to pray for you. But if that's something you don't have and you want that, we're here for you. Like, don't leave today without talking to somebody and saying, hey, I really want Him in my life. I want Him guiding me and steering me. I want to submit to Him. I want that power and that authority in my life. I no longer want to live in fear. I no longer want to live with addictions and, and, and everything else. I'm done with that stuff. When you surrender your heart to Him, He'll come in and just do amazing things. And I can't do that for you. You have to make that inside of your... You've got to make that decision yourself. I can't pray anything over you for that. That's something you're going to have to say inside your heart. Lord, I'm done. I'm done with this. I want to know you better. Hmm. I want to feel your love. I want to feel everything about you inside of me. Hmm. And that's what we're going to do today. So, Father, we love you. Father, we thank you. We thank you that, that, that you created us. You formed us in your image, Lord. We thank you for the authority that you've given us and for your power to flow through us. Now, Father, I ask you to activate that. If it's it's been dormant in the the hearts in this house, I ask you to activate it. I ask you to activate it right now, Lord. Just give them this sense of power and boldness to say, I'm done not dealing with what I'm seeing and feeling and walking in. Give people authority this morning, Lord. hmm Let them understand how wonderful and powerful they are. Father, if it's an identity issue, Father, love on them right now in a way they've never been loved on so they understand how much you truly love them. Hmm. Hmm. Come on, Father. Have your way in this house. Have your way in our lives. And if somebody needs to know you, Father, if you've been tugging on them for years and they've never responded, I pray right now, Lord, that this last tug... Is going to cause them to respond in a way that changes their lives, changes their family, changes generation after generation after generation. Hmm. So, Father, we just ask you to have your way in this house. Hmm. Have your way in our lives. Use us in a mighty, mighty way. Put us in positions to, to just walk in the authority, Lord, and to put the enemy back where he belongs. So, Father, we love you, and we thank you for your love. We thank you for your Son. Mm. And we just lift you up this morning. We worship you this morning. We just love on you this morning, Father. And we thank you for everything you're going to do in and through us. Mm. We just give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said... Amen. Come on y'all. Amen. Look, I love y'all. I want to see you next week, but don't leave if you need prayer. Don't, don't think you'll get it somewhere else. Hang around. Let us pray for you. Uh, but other than that, we look forward to seeing you next week. I can't wait to see you next week. We love you guys. Be blessed. Have a good one. I need the elders up here. We want to pray over somebody. So So if you're an elder, get up here, Kevin, up here.